Welcome back to the Two Average Gyms podcast, the unofficial podcast of University of Georgia football. We are back in TF1 here at the Stripe Show podcast, and we are fired up after a great win at Mississippi State. We've got a lot for you this week. Jimmy Evans is back in the studio, episode 16. He's thrilled Florida got a win. Jimbo was on the road in Richmond. We were holding the fort down here. Shout out to Travis Fulton always for letting us use his place here. What a spot. We don't deserve to be here for sure. Episode 16. We've made some mistakes along the way. We've had a lot of fun along the way. We've been around the country. We have a super special guest for those of you that are listening. You can't see him. For those of you that are watching, you can see him. We'll introduce him in just a second. Jimbo, we got to get ready for Kentucky. They had a funky weekend. We had a little bit of a sloppy game, but played great most of the time. Big win. How you feeling? Feeling great. Number one team in the land is always a great feeling. And we've got a great opportunity to do something that's only been done once before in the modern era at Georgia is to go undefeated in the SEC. And we would do it for the second year in a row under Coach Smart. So huge opportunity at hand. And to stay undefeated, to stay number one in the CFP race in a tough game, uh, Lexington's a tougher environment than people think this time of year. It's very cold. It'll be, I think, the low for our game Saturday is 14 degrees. So that's going to be a mixed-in element that, you know, our, we don't play in 14-degree weather very often. Um, so it's, uh, it's a chance to go undefeated in the SEC for the second year in a row, which is a big deal, huge deal. And um, I'm excited. I mean, like you said, kind of a sloppy win at Mississippi State, but – I mean, on the road at an SEC West Stadium and you win 45-19, pretty good result. Yeah, pretty I like good result. it. I like it. Well, this is one of those weeks, and our special guest knows all about this type of stuff, one of those weeks where you get deeper in the season, people are tired, people are injured, you got weather coming up, you got people with a chip on their shoulder. Kentucky's coming off a horrible loss to Vanderbilt. They should have won the game. Good. I mean, kudos to Vanderbilt. I'd like to see Coach Lee get a win there get the monkey off their back after 26 in a row losing or whatever 25 yeah, 26 whatever conference losses in a row i would have much preferred kentucky to pull that one out and not have to get razor sharp and focused so what i'm telling you is we got to get razor sharp and focused and kirby's doing and jimbo's doing he's got the specs on the night for the first time <laughs> yeah. he is razor sharp focused uh jimmy evans has his on as usual he's always focused it's great to have him back and thank you to jimmy for for jumping on this ride with us. Uh, also, a quick thank you to Sean Chaffis up in Athens for helping us out with all the Georgia Bulldog uh, McGill Society stuff and yep. and working through that. It's been great. He's been uh, a champ and also been a great resource for us and a great friend for us. So looking forward to seeing him. We'll see him next week because we're taking the show back on the road. We're going up to Athens for the Georgia Tech game. Uh, we will be here local in uh, Jacksonville. So shout out for the Bulldog Club. We will be... Uh, the meeting Thursday night, 5.30 at uh, Burrito Gallery, our good friends at Burrito Gallery and Legacy Group. We love them. They're always helping out two average gyms. Uh, and then it got the watch party, 3.30 for the Kentucky game back at BG at a Burrito Gallery. So, Jimbo, <clears throat> I think it's probably we shift the, the deck a little bit today and we start off with our special guest. What do you think about that? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. So, for those of you that have been watching, you see uh, firsthand that we have a former number one pick, the sixth pick, in the NFL draft, was chosen by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a few years ago, who came out of Alabama, a consensus All-American, his senior year, a national champion, played for Gene Stallings in 1992. A man that I met uh, 20 years ago, believe it or not, and uh, we became fast friends and still run around and try to stay out of trouble together. But uh, 
He had a heck of a career uh, coming out in Georgia, and we really wish he would have gone to Georgia. Yes. We've tricked him into coming on today, and we told him it was an Alabama show. So we've got him here to talk a little Alabama football. But what a career he had in Georgia. He gets lured away to title town in Alabama, gets himself a title. He's an All-American, a first-round pick, goes and plays for the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Jaguars, has a great career in the NFL, and he's been a great man in the community, wonderful wife and four kids here in Jacksonville, and a great friend of ours in the McCarthy family. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Curry, Big E, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yo, what's up? What's up? I love it. I love, love it. it, sir. We're gonna. Uh, we're not gonna bore you to death with Georgia being number one and all the polls and everything else. <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. We're not gonna do that because you should. You should. <laughs> we, we don't want to do that, but uh, we do want to talk about uh, coming up in Georgia, right? So you are obviously a prize recruit. This man is a statue. He's freakish huge. Uh, comes up in in Georgia, getting recruited by everybody, and. Give the folks just a little feel as to how did it shape up where you said, you know what, I'm going to Alabama. Well, uh, there, there, there came down to maybe, uh, I'd say, three or four teams, uh, Auburn, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State. Uh, those were the teams that I was um, winding them down to because my mom did not want me to uh, – go any further than that, you know, she said, please stay around where I can come and see you or whatever. So I said, okay, mom. And, uh, I, uh, there was always guys there at the high school, uh, recruited, I guess coaches were there. And uh, I really wasn't a big name uh, player at the time. I was like my, I guess my sophomore year and, um, my coach, uh, put me to the side cause I was always horse playing with another friend of mine, McCarthy, Daphne, and, um, you know, he, he was like, well, son, I want you to pull yourself up together and stop teasing so much with McCarthy and clowning going on because McCarthy is going different places than you're going. I said, what do you mean by that, coach? He's like, well, McCarthy's going to play basketball. You can play basketball and football, but I think that you don't know your your high potentials as far as playing football you know, you're you're a get up and go guy. You know, you you make things happen, and and I feel you know you you know you have a, a future. And so, make a long story short, he uh, he took me in the locker room after practice, and um, you know I I was uh, was like, coach, why you bring me in the locker room? And so he he uh, brought me to the locker room, and there was like uh, it was pamphlets, and it was a wall like like this here. And um, on those walls, it was like uh, different sections of envelopes of players that were uh, lined up. And um, I was like, well, Coach, why are you bringing me here? I don't know what's, what's up. He's like, well, one of those walls is for you. I say, for, for me? He's like, yeah. He said, you know, uh, all, of these, all of these recruiters that's come here is not coming for Alfonso Ellis, who, came, who played at Georgia, not coming for Mac Jones, not coming for Sean Jones, but they're coming for you too. They're looking at you. I was like, wow, Coach, I'm, I'm impressed by it. He's like, well, I want you to get your stuff together, get your conduct, get your character, get your, you know, start getting more serious and mature about the game. And um, I did. Like, long story short, I, dom I dominated the game my senior year, and, you know, nobody crossed me, and nobody really never – I was like a Deion Sanders of, of uh, football back then as a defensive end. 
And so, you know, I I had my uh my my share of really not nothing going on. Half the time I had to go and chase the ball down. That's what I was known for, chasing the ball down from sideline to sideline. And, you know, uh and so, you know, Mike Hodges and uh, Coach Fields there at Thomasville, Georgia, my nickname was Ichabob Crane. You can get into that. <laughs> you can figure that out. I mean, the skinny little kid, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. out of Thomasville. And I was just like, you know, he, would get, he gave me the, the, the number one jersey. He said, that's how you built, like a number one. And so I, I so got that's the, your jersey in high school was number one? I was number one. No kidding. Wow. Yes, I was number one. Did you play offense? I played offense. Didn't like it. Yeah, I played well, tight end. Tight end. Okay, yeah. I was gonna ask, what position did you play on offense? Yeah. Any touchdowns? Man, no. No. I'm gonna tell you what I used. To, I used to say. I used to tell my tell Sean Jones, who was our uh, quarterback, who went to Georgia Tech and won a national championship there. Also, I used to tell Sean, I say, Sean, if you ever get the time to think about throwing that ball to me, think else. Why? Because I don't <laughs> want that ball. <laughs> don't bring the ball near me because it's like it's, it's like catching stone. That is just that just blows my mind when yeah. you think about the sheer size and the, what an athlete you are and your hands. I mean, yeah. I, if I was a quarterback, I'd be like, see him every time, let's yeah. go. Every just time. Throw a fade to him every I mean, time. Oh. No, no, no. I didn't want it at all. I mean, <clears throat> so you pick, you pick Alabama over Georgia, Auburn, and Florida State. It was interesting because I didn't even know Auburn was in the running for that. I never knew that about you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you pick Alabama, you go to Alabama, <clears throat> and a little different time, right? A little different era where guys do stay for four years, and you did. Consensus All-American, senior year, yes. national champ, senior year, that had to feel incredible, right? I mean, the, awesome. that fourth year, you get it in and you get everything, and then you're number one, I mean, sixth pick overall in the NFL draft. I mean, holy crap. Like, who, like who doesn't dream to be the number one pick in the NFL? Right, right. right Every right. guy that grows up playing sports is like, man, number one pick in the NFL, right? So you do that, and there's a famous moment when you got drafted. Tell us about that, when you went up with uh, the commissioner, uh, Tagliabue. Well, the okay, here, here it is. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, this, this, is, this is going down on your podcast. They say that I hugged Tagliabue. Yeah. I was in Atlanta, Georgia. My party was in Atlanta, Georgia, so I personally wanted to, I, I didn't want to go to New York. I didn't want all the hoopla, all of the city things, and you know, my mama kind of talked me out of it. And um, to this day, I'm still trying to figure out who hugged Tag the Boo. Oh, it wasn't you on my behalf. <laughs> oh my gosh! How about that? <laughs> that is crazy. This is on. This is on your show. I've have never. Uh, I never came close to Tag the Boo. I mean, I, I don't know what Curry they're talking about. Steph Curry or whatever Curry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, never, uh, I never uh, got a chance to meet Tackleboo. Yeah. My 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 party was at Frankie's in Roswell, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, uh, and um, that's where my big party was, and that's where we. That must have been a big time. Yeah. Oh, it, it was. It was great just to know that you know they, you know you're sitting there and you, you're all nervous and scared and <laughs> got your suit on, you're sweating and, and you know this pit goes. You know you have uh, Bledsoe and Myers and all those guys and Garrison Hurst. 
my boy. That's my boy right there now. And uh, so I, uh, John was picked. John was right in front John, of you or John right behind was, you? John was fifth. I think John was fifth. And, and you I, were sixth. And I was sixth. Yeah. And so um, what they do is you sit there, and they'll call you they, They'll call you before the pick is being announced on TV, and they'll give you the phone call, and, and they'll give you the phone, and, and, and everybody in the room knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Who was yeah, your man. agent? At that time, it was uh, – <clears throat> It was Gene, um, what's Gene's last name? Passed away. Uh, mean Gene. Uh, it was Terry Bullard, uh, Gene, uh, I can't think of Gene's last name. It's a shame. I can't think of Gene's last name. And um, it was, wait, I know he had Dion, he had uh, Kenneas Bennett, uh, he had a lot, Emmett Smith, he, Dion Sanders, he yeah, had all these yeah, guys, yeah. all the top, top line yeah, guys, top yeah. tier guys. And, uh, and so, uh, he, no, he was out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And um, I'm trying a, to think if I can remember any uh, of the ages. I mean, I remember obviously Lee Steinberg, but I mean, not. I didn't really know the yeah, agent got, came. I got then. no shot at this. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I yeah, you got nothing. There. Yeah, you wasn't. You wasn't <laughs> even nothing. in the womb, bro. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like negative twelve. Yeah. I saw a young fellow. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, like Jimbo. Like you, he had the run where he stuck around for that last year and, and then with the team and got his national championship and didn't get to be a first-round pick in the NFL, but got to be a first-round pick and coming, awesome. com, coming home and living at the house. <laughs> so for us, that's good, that's <laughs> which, which we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. So we got some uh, – Jimbo, why don't you fire up here a little something on, on yeah, Big so E. Yeah, got, so I got a question about – it relates to the NFL draft. And so when you were going through that process – did you interview with teams before the draft? Yes. Yeah. And did you get any weird interview questions yes, or yes. funny questions? What yes. What what were some of those like? No, I, I think I think my most intimidating uh recruiting type of uh when I went to the New England Patriots and I had to go and sit down in front of Parcells. <sighs> oh my God. I was like, I felt this big. <laughs> you know, you sat down there, it's like, oh my God, this is Parcel. This is the dude. This is like the, the man. You He's know. got some command. I mean, and, and you heard about the stories how he just wear his players out. And, you know, he just mean and, you know, always aggressive and, you know, just, you know, you know zero tolerance for error. And, you know, and, you know it, it, was, it was just for as a guy coming into the league as a rookie, he sat me there. And he just kind of, you know, kind of gives you this stare, you know. You know, he got yeah, he, he had those green looking eyes, and I was like, man, this guy, he is, he is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's terrified. And so he looks at me. He t he tells me one thing. He tells me he says, um, "Tell you something, Curry, you gonna come in here if we pick you, because you got Myers and you have um, Bledsoe. If if we don't pick between those two, you're gonna be our guy." I said, good. He says, uh, let me tell you something. You're not going to start. You got to work your ass off. And uh, it's not going to be easy. And I tell my players, he said, I tell all, all my players, though, he says, it's, 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 it's going to be a <coughs> tough task. And he says to me, he says, only one player has made my team. I said, what, coach? He said, only one player that I can say that automatically makes my team the guy named um, Tippett. 
Remember Tippett? The linebacker? The linebacker. Yeah. 56. Andre this, Tippett was his first name, Andre? Yes. Yeah. This guy was a warrior. Where did he play college ball? I don't know where he played college ball at, but... Um, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, he was He was the dude. I mean... Uh, so did he ask you anything that you were just like, or did he just floor you? He just floored me. Yeah. He's like, you know, Ricky, you don't even have a chance. You're going to take all the reps. Yeah. He like, played college football at Iowa. Okay. Iowa. What about any other teams? Anybody have something funny or weird or questions? That's a that's a cool question, Jimbo. We've talked about that when you see some of that stuff come out in, you know, after combine and interviews and stuff, and you're like, mm -hmm. why in the hell did they ask him that stuff? Yeah. Yeah, and then and then with the combines, I was kind of <laughs> weird with the combines because I didn't like the Giants. You know, their assistant coaches, I was just like, ugh. You know, they just kind of gave me a weird feeling uh, because. Uh, I went into the combines as if um, I didn't have to be there. You know, my status kind of spoke for itself, and um, I kind of had the a wrong. I I had the, a bad attitude. You know what I'm saying? So I was I was kind of like you know on that on that level that I needed to be brought need need to be humbled down some. And so um, they were passing out the the uh, uh, they had this test that they would pass out to the players. And they would give you a uh, like the comprehensive type of questioning or whatever, and uh, <laughs> they would they would come by. You know, you had your rooms, and the assistant coaches or whatever would come and slide underneath your uh, your door. So I had a couple guys in there, and we were just you know knocking around a little bit because I didn't work out at all. You know, you have to do 225 and all that stuff. Because I did my only workout was at Alabama. Pro day. I did my combine day yeah. at Alabama. Mm -hmm. But when I got to uh, <coughs> Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, where they would have the, the combine, the official combine, yep. there, um, I just didn't want to be a part of it. So when they slid these questionnaires, slid these things under my, under my door, I slid them back out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't need it. <laughs> oh, oh, a test from the NFL? No, yeah. thanks. Yep, see you later. He's just, he was ghosting the NFL. <laughs> and so this guy from the Giants, he comes in there. He's like, Curry, you have to do this. No, I don't have to do this. <laughs> yes, we have to figure out where you're, if you have any type of intellect, you know, where you at on this scale of whatever. I was like, really? I said, now, I'll take this test. Uh, I forget what they call it. Some elliptical test. I don't know. Some some test where they're testing your knowledge or whatever else. I was like, okay, I did it. And Would they have I, given a wonder like to the? Yeah, yes, they, they did. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. And uh, of course, I fly, <clears throat> pass flying colors. It was all good. And so, but everything else, I was just denying it. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Little Heisman <laughs> action. Little Heisman yeah. action. Yeah. You guys seen my numbers and my <laughs> tape? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, and it's like you know. It speaks for itself, so I, I was, I was, uh, but I regret that. I, I really wish I would have never did all that. That was unnecessary, man. You know, you know that's not me. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just what's getting. That's I think that's some of that. You know, you're when you're young and you're a star, you you know, and you're coming up and you have a great personality. So people are drawn to you in general. The fact that you're a, a structure as a human is one thing, but you've got a a great personality that draws people in, and when that happens. Things are typically going to come fairly easy to you, right? Right. It did. So it's like, 
yeah, I don't need to do this shit. I mean, I'm Eric no. Curry. And, yeah, and now you realize you, you, you are, you know, obviously, you know, in those next coming months, year, whatever, you're like, oh, man, I got to I got to tighten it up. Right? I'm, I'm in the league. I got to <laughs> tighten it up. I got to I'm playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. I better get it right. Oh, these guys are professional. These guys have speed. <clears throat> I mean, they trying to feed their families. I mean, this is for real. Yeah. This is serious. And yeah. so, I mean. And how was that adjust? How was that adjustment to the league? What was the biggest difference for you from, say, an Alabama practice to a Tampa Bay Buccaneer practice right when you got there as a rookie? Um, I was taught a, a good lesson. I had uh, big Paul Gruber on the other side. You know, I had um, uh, some guys that really pushed me to the test. I mean, um, you know, everybody, you know, first of all, when they find out that you're first round. You know, first round draft pick, you know, they've they've already did the evaluation on you. Know, other players have kind of like, you know, eyed you up and mm-hmm. you know, made their little uh, you know, daggers at you or whatever. So, I mean, you got players there, there uh some of them are stay stay in the in the uh film room. A lot of them do a lot of studying, a lot of them, you know, are very aggressive, knowing what they're doing, Harden Nixon. Was one of those oh, guys, yeah. you know. He was a linebacker, right? He was a linebacker, yeah. you know. Uh, you had Eric Red, you know. You had those guys. Um, he was a running back out of Florida, wasn't he? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, um, you had uh, a lot of guys, you know. My coach always told me, he's like, Curry, you've been evaluated every day, all day. See these players that we bring in here, in and out, in and out, anytime. If you, if you slip you, and you think that you're, you know, on a pedal that you can't be broken down and let you know you can be like a swinging <laughs> it's like a swinging door it's like a corridor you know you you, you could be going at any time or somebody could take your position you know pretty much because I, I started for like four or five years and um and you know Tony Dungy came in there and he had his own little uh regime of players and all that stuff but 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 to get back to what you're saying you know the speed was a difference mm-hmm. um the knowledge of the game was different. You know, people, guys doing their homework, guys, uh, you know, got their technique down. And you just come into the game, you know, as a neophyte, you know. So you really, you know, you're just like a a dumb rookie. <laughs> and, you know, and so, you know, they will – guys will break you down in practice, you know, and you will be, you know, either you're going to step it up or you're going to, you know, you, you know, you're going to just fall to it, you know. Uh, and – Thank God I just didn't wilt to that point, you know, because I, I came from the great Alabama, you know. Yeah. That's not, I can't do this, you know what I mean? There's <laughs> no way I'm going to do that. that, that that's, I mean, yeah. that's, that's you know? great. You come from that because you know. you got to yeah. you got to battle through it. I love that. Yeah. So <clears throat> going backwards in time a little bit. I'm sorry, forwards in time a little bit. We've got really interesting story about the Big E here where years ago he comes over to the house at Halloween <laughs> and – and he's a, 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 like I've said a few times already, he's a structure of a man. He's a massive human. He's like six seven, and he, and he keeps himself in great shape. And I don't know what the hell he weighed now or then or whatever, but let's just say it's a million. I'm not sure, but he's, he's a lean dude, and he's just a monster. He fills up the whole damn doorway. So he comes over to the house <clears throat> Halloween, and, and he would occasionally come over. He liked to have a cold beverage. Cheers to you, by the way. Um, you need, if you need another one, we can get you another one. We got... Jimmy can help you out there. I'll take one, Jimmy, while you're in there. This uh, one, too, Jimmy. Our special guest is brought to you by Blue 32. 
Yeah. <laughs> Blue 32 always sponsors our special guest. Eric with the Big E will be receiving a $150 gift certificate to Blue 32. So we appreciate that. And uh, Drayton Florence and his team over there at Blue 32 always taking care of us, helping us recover from our workouts and from when we're working out with our beverages. Um, so Big E comes to the door. Party's going on. It's Halloween. Mayhem everywhere. Jimbo's probably... I don't know. What do you think? Six? Seven? Maybe something like that, yeah. May I thought you're thinking of T-Bone. No, no, no. There's two of them. Oh. This happened twice. I, 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 I don't know. I don't you were remember. very little. So he, <laughs> Biggie's like, Jim, we used to have this infamous costume party on Halloween, right? It makes sense. You wear costumes and give us a, a, a you know, chance to dress up and be stupid. And so he says, Jim, man. I don't have a costume. I'm like, well, it's okay, buddy. Just whatever. He goes, I'll figure it out. He shows up. He has an Alabama basketball jersey on and Alabama basketball shorts on. Okay. And and we're in Jacksonville, Florida, so it's a beautiful night out. So it's, it's okay. It's not like he's freezing his ass off or anything. He shows up. I'm in the back of the house running around. And Jimbo comes up to me. He's like, Dad, uh, Dad, um, Dad, uh, I think LeBron's here. I'm like, <laughs> huh? So we go up, open the, he, he basically Jimbo opens the door, opens the door initially, sees Big E, closes the door, runs and gets me, brings me up there. I think it's LeBron. I open the door and there, sure enough, it's about the closest thing we've had to LeBron in our house. So fast forward a little further. This is within the last three years, probably three or four years. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was Halloween again, but Eric's hanging out, uh, coming over to the house, and T-Bone, little T, comes up to me, and, he's go, and he says, he sees Eric for the first time, and he's like, Daddy, Daddy, LeBron is here. I'm like, this, I mean, both of my <laughs> sons, within 15 years of each other, in time, both refer to the Big E as LeBron, and he looked at me with the biggest smile, which he did back in the day. But at, but at this point, right, he's he's a little fifteen years older. He's like, I'm still LeBron, man, he's smiling still and grinning. Still I love got it. it. Is that somebody want to be uh, <laughs> modeled? Hey, hey, I'll take it. Yeah, well, that's a, no, it's good. That's good. I I love that both of my sons thought that. Um, so. Before we, we got a few more things we want to touch on, we don't want to take up your whole evening, but you're fine. Um, tell us a little bit about where where you feel like like if you if you look at college football right now, where we're at, we're heading into the final turn, right? Right. The the, the college football playing uh, uh, playoff rankings are out. Week three comes out tonight, um, and you see what's going on this year. And coming into the year, Alabama was the clear cut number one. I mean, in early preseason stuff, Alabama's – we just came off of beating Alabama, and Alabama's votes in the number one column was off the charts. I mean, it was unbelievable. And we, were, and we were ranked third, right? So yeah. Alabama's first first unanimous ever was this year? No. No, okay. Not first. But unanimous. So you got Will Anderson come back. You got Bryce Young come back. You guys are loaded. Um, you just And you got the chip on the shoulder because you just had the, the game with us. And you roll into the season, and you're coming coming out of the gates. And you blast. I forget who it was when we Utah, right? We, we, yeah, Utah State. Yeah, we 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 smashed Oregon, and they killed somebody like fifty five. Yeah, it was Utah State. 50, yeah, Utah State. And then you get into the season, 
and you run into Texas. The the Texas game is the first game where it's like, wait a second. Oh. Right? And you pull it out, which I mean, shockingly to nobody, that's what Alabama does. You guys know how to win. I mean, you just know how to win. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. We've seen it. We've had the heartbreaking losses. You and I have lived some of those together. You know, on, the, on getting ready for those games, and we're talking trash to each other. And then after the game, I don't even want to talk about it. And you know, <laughs> uh, but the, so Texas is a scare. At, at any point in the season leading up to the Tennessee game, were you worried about the season at all, not being in the playoff, or did you have a feel for anything just as a whole, like the squad's not where I thought it was going to be, or or were you just okay? Where where was your head on all that? Uh, they had the team up pretty pretty well and um i really i really couldn't get a good grasp on this particular um, unit um i knew they had bryce young coming back i knew about will anderson i knew they were solid on you know as far as with those two guys and um when i got to watching them um play i just knew there was some um vulnerability there for us with the defensive line and the, the secondary they wasn't as solid as they were as they were in the past, and um, I was kind of skeptical about that because it was giving up too many yards. You know, I'm mean? like, man, what's going on? You know, like, winning, but damn, the other team's not that far behind. And so I was, I was a little nervous about that part. And um, uh, when it got to, I think it was uh, who was the first game we lost to? Was it Texas? Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we beat Texas and them, right? Yep. But still, it was, it was kind of like, well, man, they really didn't dominate the game. Mm-hmm. You know, not like they were supposed, not like a Nick Saban does to a to a to a coach that he's uh, that they coached together. Yeah, one of his disciples went up against yeah. each other, and so, um, so I I kind of had my uh, my my ears perked up to to like I don't I don't think it's gonna be this year. I mean, it's it's you know. But just a couple of plays here and there, you know. That's it. That's all it is. Just a couple mm-hmm. of plays, and it's like, hey, uh, they'll be still talking about Alabama. They'd be number one. Yeah, they'll be number one. And uh, It's but, two plays. I mean, it's those two games, two plays, uh, you know. Um, the, you know, so you're coming through now. you got two losses. They're going to they're gonna play. They're going to win out. I mean, this is just the way it's going to be. Uh, no one else. And can, you guys will also. Well, I, we'll see. Uh, we got to stay healthy. We're going to, you know, we – I'm, I don't want to even get into that part. Yeah, I'm still I'm still <laughs> yeah. nervous, uh, you know, about things. Why are you but, still nervous for for whom? For, for K- Kentucky? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just Georgia uh, Tech. <laughs> no, just kidding. Oh my God! Don't have, me, don't have me scream in the studio. <laughs> no, I was going to play Jacksonville State, man. Oh my God! So I gotta ask you about about Coach Saban, uh, the goat. Um, certainly, he is the goat. <clears throat> There's so much chatter about, oh man, Alabama, it's a down, it's it's the the, the rain, the run is over, and all this other stuff, and I'm not buying it. I mean, to me, that just fuels Saban. I mean, that's like I'm gonna, he's gonna go cut everybody's balls off. I mean, he's just <laughs> goat fuel. He's <laughs> he's got the number one recruiting class next year again. Again? Yeah. Wow. Do you have a feel? What is your head telling you? What's your gut telling you on where's the program? This is normal. Jimbo usually leaves heads of the office for a second, then he comes right back. 
Call you girlfriend, Jim. And I, he, this is when he runs to the bathroom. He has a few beers and he goes to the bathroom. He comes right back. Uh, where, where do you where do you think this whole chatter is about Saban? Is he sticking around or is he going? What do you think he's doing? Um, you never know about this 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 uh, Mister Saban, Mister Saban, Mister. That's what they call it. It's a little nickname. Um, I just I just uh, I'm not falling into that that uh, that little deal where people think he's falling off or whatever. But I just I don't think he's as motivated as he was in the past. He's, he, I think his, uh, maybe his wife has told him to calm down. You know, you're going to have a heart attack on the sideline. You know, you need to, you know, kind of like pump your brakes on your on your lashing out and whatever else. Um, but I think uh, I don't really think it's passing him up. But I just think that uh, you know it's 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 coming to that time where you know, no more extensions, please. Just let him finish out and um, finish his tenure, and um, just because uh, he he knows he has another couple of years. Oh yeah, in this game, even with the recruiting class, and for what he has, because he has players that could this third or fourth string could go and start. Oh yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. So he's comfortable in the, in the, in his in his own seat, but you know I just I just think that he, he he's not as uh, you know he's won eight championships you know I don't know he won how many with Alabama six seven something like that so it's 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 kind of getting to that point where you know he's you know he it might be time for him to phase out some you know uh, maybe devil sweep well I mean maybe. People say know. that. People, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know I what's going to happen. There. I think there's one other name <clears throat> on the radar that's coached his way into being. A, I'm interested to see what you think about this, Mr. Curry. But maybe uh, Lane Kiffin could be the heir to the throne at Alabama. Mm. I'm just saying he's grown up a lot. He's matured. He's got Ole Miss in a good spot, and he takes a lot of. He he kind of carries himself now like he's a young. Nick, Nick Saban, okay. yeah. he has okay. a very good relationship with Nick Saban, and he's not afraid to tell people that publicly. And so, I don't know. I think maybe he's there, there's a lot of talks that he might get the Auburn job that's open right now. Which, if he takes that, I I couldn't see him being the coach to Alabama. But if he doesn't, you know, four or five years down the road, if if Coach Saban retires, I think definitely Dabo Sweeney would be in the running because he he played there and. He started there as a coach, but I I do think Lane Kiffin could maybe be a name the in the running run? in a couple of years. Yeah, I thought Dion was going to take the job for maybe Auburn. That's that I was heard a rumor, that too. Right? Yep. Yeah, I heard that yeah, too. Yeah, I, I thought so. But I, I don't know. Um, best of luck to him. But uh, <laughs> I think I think the one that should take over the the hems of it is uh, Dabo. You know he's. Played there, he knows the in and out stuff. You know, uh, he was he there with you? Yeah, we came in together. Yeah, he, yeah. he was a walk on. Yeah, uh, yeah, he we, was. Yeah, yeah we we we. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, we have stories now. We met at the Ferguson Center. You know, that's where everybody goes. You know, and you do all your meeting up there. It's like it's like the welcome center. You know, to everybody get getting their little uh, inaugurated to the uh, college and to the campus and everything. So. 
Dabo goes back. I mean, great, great family. His mom is the best. Cooks the best freaking spaghetti. To nice. That's I mean, awesome. Oh my God, she was she was a deal, and and, and they stayed in this, in this uh, off campus in one bedroom. Hmm. Dabo, I mean, this dude worked hard. I mean, it was it was incredible how this man worked his way up to play to eventually get some starting time yeah. and play for University of Alabama because nobody thought as a walk on this little kid, you know, coming to play and and, and be an impact too, and so. Big up, devil. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we'll see what happens there. Yep. And I want one interesting note about that Dabo thing. He has one clause in his contract right now where he can go to any school and still get part of his buyout. But if he leaves to go to Alabama, he does not receive any of his buyout. Yep. So I think even <laughs> Clemson has a little bit of a feeling that when that opens up, he could go there. Yep. I think that's telling. Well, that when he signed that extension, that's when they put that in there. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Pretty interesting. So, uh, what else we got for Biggie? I think uh, my last question was going to be kind of what you said. This, you know, how you feeling about the program yeah. now? Um, I think probably just a quick six, right? I'm Did thinking you get a quick six or yeah, no? I'm, I'm hey, you, but you know, what I want to say right now. You, 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 you know, my favorite thing I would love to say about my boy. Kirby Smart. Oh, let's yes. hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, I we want to hear this. I got to say this, America. Kirby Smart is not being smart. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. That was his that tagline was his, that early. Was, yeah, on. that he used to say that to yes. me all the time. But what did you say a few weeks ago? I said that I am giving you guys the crown. You will win the national championship. This this it's just uh no way around it. I mean, finally, it's, it's, it's come together. He's starting to get all the recruiting that he's like the guys, the players that he wants. He's making the, he's making the right decisions now, and you got to admire. You got to give him the nod. You know, hey, um, all the hard work, all of the 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 mental capacity that comes to the game, the the physicality. He has his boys, his troops together. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, but my thing, I, I'm like, how's he winning with this little dude at quarterback? <laughs> I mean, this guy, I mean, what is this little butterfly little dude? I'm like, this number 13 dude? I'm like, what? He's legit. What? He is. I remember Mr. Curry saying that last year. Yeah. What is he's like, no way. What is going on here? Well, the funny thing is, he's a little bit bigger than Bryce Young. Yeah. And nobody, nobody yes. says that about Bryce Young. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because Bryce Young's like just like just like this Houdini type dude. It's oh like, yeah. One time you see him, the next time you don't. Did you, know, you see like what Stet did this past weekend in the Mississippi State game? I seen. I seen. Oh my god. <laughs> god, that guy froze. Oh man. Okay, got a little Fonz look to him. <laughs> For those that are listening, I'm showing Biggie a picture of Stetson and Bryce Young standing next to each other. <laughs> Let me see. I cannot believe that. Yeah. Yeah, this guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He think he's a pretty boy. So, <laughs> well, Stet's getting it done. Um, we love having you on here, buddy. We love talking Alabama football. We're going into enemy territory here, but with a friendly foe, a man from the state of Georgia who set the state on fire before he left it to go to Title Town. Um, but hell of a career, but a better human. Uh, this guy is a great father, a great husband. 
and a great friend to us. Yes. And uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show, buddy. We can't thank you enough, man. Um, Jimbo, what, what do you got? Anything else? Next time, next time, I'll tell you the the, the old Bobby Bowden um, story. I, had, I I will tell you. Guys. Oh, we'll have to have him on again. Yeah, we'll do. Well, yeah, we'll have to run this back, ladies yes. and gentlemen. You're not going to want to yes. miss the Bobby Bowden story. And you did hear it here first from the Big E. The Georgia Bulldogs will win the national championship this year. So yep. we'll come back to the tape for that. And, man, I hope you're right. And so does all the rest of the Georgia fans out there. I know Jimmy Evans is over there like, oh, God. <laughs> now we got Alabama <laughs> people saying Georgia's like, going to win. Oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> it is what it is. Big ups. Big ups to the Bulldogs. Thanks, Thanks buddy. So Thanks, Thanks so much. Thanks for coming man. on, Mr. Curry. You, you are, are the, the man, best. brother. You're the you man. are the best. You got it, man. Cool. Thank All right. you so well, much. E, feel free to sit, hang, and have some beers, or you could cruise if you got to go. <laughs> totally up to you. I'm just gonna have me a liquor drink, and that's it. Man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there, there, go. there you go. There we go. Oh, there you go. There you go. Is that a shot or something? What is that? Uh, those are on Billy. Do we, I mean, Jimmy, do we got a? Uh, <laughs> we probably liquor have. An, an, see if we fridge. have any have any liquor that's open. While he's uh, working on that, man, Jimbo. My, I'll let y'all talk. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, I was going to say something about, something about Bobby It's so funny. I mean, I say we put the Bobby Bowden thing in now as long as we get the liquor <laughs> drink <laughs> out. Shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it. What do we got? I love it, sir. You want me to get back on? Yeah, get on. Yeah, get, yeah come back on. First recurring guest in, in our show history. Mr. Eric Curry is back on in the same episode. He's coming back on. Back and better than ever. <laughs> Looking for a liquor drink here in TF1, yeah. which which we have. I don't know if we can open those. I don't, yeah. They're a sponsor. I think those might be for, like, show for the. They're a sponsor of, of the Stripe don't. Show podcast, so I don't know if we can bust into it. it. Don't Might just have to settle for more Michelob Ultras. We got other beers in there too, bro. If you want, <laughs> yeah, there is. Beer. A, yeah, you, you know I'm have two. That's it. That's done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it, bro. That's yeah, it. takes it. about four minutes for him to have two beers. <laughs> yeah. You lucky I ain't just take it down. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's some high noons in there. Yeah, there a you go. A beer in Mr. Curry's hand looks like a football in Darnell Washington's hand, pretty much. Yeah. All right, so give us some Bobby Bowden stuff. All right, so you know, being heavily heavily recruited. Uh, out of Thomasville, Georgia. And um, so, like I said, all the, the teams that I named, you had, you know, you had Auburn, uh, Georgia, Florida State, Alabama. Alabama was at the top of the tier, you know. I told a guy, Georgia Southern, I said, yeah, I'll come over there and visit your school, man. <laughs> you know, I do. I, I went there. I said, God, I just did him a favor. Yeah. yeah. Just just throw, throw that in there, you know. But anyway, so, uh, uh, Here's the so Bobby Bound, he's come to our uh, some of our practices also. Maybe, maybe I've not seen him once, but his assistant coach was always there. So uh, seeing Charlie Ward and Sean, all those guys. So um, uh, they were my coach was saying, well, you know, after you come back from whatever team, Bobby Bound's gonna come see. You. So the word got out in the neighborhood, my little small neighborhood, you know. Bobby Bowles come to see Eric. Bobby Bowles come to see Eric. And so they block off the, the uh, we call it the hill. They block it off, you know, barracks up. And, and people, you know, you really couldn't come that far up the hill to, to see because, you know, they, Bobby Bowles coming, so you can't touch me. You, 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 it's like Jesus is coming. And, so, uh, and a great man, a personable man. Great man, yeah. great man. Yeah. Great man, you know. And, 
Seth, his one of his assistant coaches was mean as a snake. Uh, he died. Uh, he was crazy. Never know. He, you know a good bar fight. He was there. Yeah. Um, what was his name? Start with the M. I can't think of his name. Um, but anyway, so uh, my mom was, you know, a little small house. You know, you can throw a damn rock, hit everybody in the house. If you fart, you know who farted. <laughs> This this how big our house was, but it was our house. You know, yeah, sure. we made the best of it. Sure, yeah. And um, so, my mom said, uh, you know, she had a favorite chair in the house, and um, she uh, she said, well, I want Bobby to sit right here in my chair. I said, Mom, you gonna give up your chair? She said, Yeah, I'll give it up. And so uh, here it is, you know, Bobby's, you know, Bobby's coming, you know. Dun, 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 so I remember my mom said, uh, she said, she told somebody, go outside, go outside and see if he's, see if he's far, see if he's far. I said, like, oh, all right, my mom, he's, he's going to come. So you see this big, these trucks coming up the road. So oh, here comes the president and here comes Bobby. <laughs> so Bobby, uh, Bobby comes and she sets him down. She gives him some tea or some water, whatever. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, you want my you're one of the top defensive players coming out here. And matter of fact, you are you are my top player. You're my top defensive player. Don't worry. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he gets in there. Uh, I almost got that other guy's name, but it, it, it might come to him, his assistant. So his assistant, this guy's buffed up. I mean, he is like mean, maybe tough. I, I've I, I've already heard about him. You know, you know, he makes it. He makes it. Uh, 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 your worst nightmare in practice, I heard. So he escorts Bobby into the house, sets him down. You had the quarterback coach, Bobby, and this guy. And so, um, <laughs> and so, you know, we get to talking and going on. And, and uh, my mom was like, you know, say, uh, this is, uh, I'm Bobby. That's my mom. She lets it. <laughs> she all in his face. She, she, he, every word he said, she's just taking it all in. You know, this is the great Bobby Bound, and you know, people all you can hear people, you know, kind of like uh, making noise outside the house and snickering and going on. And so Bobby talking, ah, I don't care. You know, hey, man, you come in and do great things, and you know, you can, you can be a star now. You know, there at Florida State. You know, so I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. We going on and on, and so. My mom, in the middle of the conversation, well, it like like in the middle of, of if it's a little spiel, she says, "Hold on." I said, "What the hell?" She said, "Hold on, I want to talk to you, Eric." I said, sure, go right there. You know, so go in that little back room. <laughs> you go out the back room. You go out the damn house. So we so we go right there. She says. Hey, baby. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I'm enjoying it and everything. She said, do you smell something? I was like, what? She said, do you smell something? I said, I don't smell nothing. She said, I do. I was like, well, what do you smell, mom? She said, do you think Bob's been drinking? I was like, what? She said, she said do you think Bob's been drinking? I was like, I don't know, but I get close to him and I'll see mom. Bobby started talking again. I started talking. 
said. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Bob, I got a little closer to him. So he got through what he was saying, whatever, and, you know, he's, I went to mom, I said, yeah, mom, he been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he might have had a couple more wines than he thought he should have. He ain't driving. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Just have a few I, drinks. Going to go yeah, relax over drinks, at the Curry's house. And, and so I was like, yeah, mama, then there, there, there's nothing wrong with a little drink, you know, because yeah, Bob was a little tipsy. Hey, Bobby can do that. Yeah. But it was so funny. She pulled this. I was like, mom, you pulled it to the side to see if this man Unbelievable. had a couple of cocktails. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes, he did. And she said, you're not going to be a Seminole after yeah. that, right? No, no, she didn't say that. She no. Was like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she wanted me to be a Seminole or something, but I was like, nah. I didn't like all that. It was just too much going on, too much chaos, and it was too close to home, man. Yeah. I, I remember to get you away. told me a long time ago you wanted to stretch it out. Yeah, I wanted to get away. Yeah, know, so. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Well, and there it is. Well, I love it. I'm glad we got the Bobby Bowden story in. Yes. You got to love what that the, you incredible. know, life on the road as a coach recruiting, ladies and gentlemen, it's tough stuff. Every once in a while, you got to pop a little bit of the sacrament here. <laughs> We do it here on the show. The unofficial sponsor of the Two Average Gems podcast, Sweetwater 420, Michelob Ultra. As always, uh, Big E, feel free to chill. Have some more drinks or whatever you like. Uh, we're going to keep cranking on the show. Uh, yeah. If you need to roll, roll. But it's up, totally up to you, man. This is a completely laid-back situation. So, uh, Jimbo, we've got to cover a fair amount of ground here. Um <laughs> What a time with the great Eric Curry. Uh, can't thank him enough for being on here. Um, so let's – I think we can probably rip through the Mississippi State game here as we just pounded these guys. A couple things. Um, you could get into the details, but from a high level, <clears throat> we've talked about this on the show a few times this year. Kirby has this team – at a place where the expectations of the fan are sky high. Correct. Uh, we haven't played our best game. And if we played our best game, I definitely believe we cannot be beat. I agree. We're going on the road and smashing people and, and having some sloppy moments, like some, exactly. some, some sloppiness. Yeah. So, Let's get into some of the yeah. details and so, try to I mean, try to groove through the the show. I think you you always, like we said at the beginning of it, you always have to appreciate a forty five to nineteen SEC road win. Who, who, I mean, it doesn't matter who you play; that's a great win. Um, and I agree, we did not play our best. There are times where we looked really, really good. The first two series of the game, we stopped them three and out. Get the ball, great drive down the field. Methodical, convert a couple third downs, really good. Utilize the run game, utilize the pass game, screen game, play action. Like, really, we had everything working for us. We had a miscue, I believe, on first down. We had a big play to get us to the two or three-yard line. Miscue, Stetson fumbled the snap on first down. Loss of, you know, three to five yards. First down's gone. Second down, running up the middle, nothing. And then third down, you're like, I mean, come on. We had everything. We talked about starting fast. Don't never give road team hope. Todd Munkin dials up an incredible play action pass to Brock Bowers, wide open. Touchdown, 7 nothing. And we really controlled the first half defensively. 
we only gave up maybe one big play on offense. And I, you know, the the drive to put us up 17 to 6, because you know we're getting the ball at half. Mm -hmm. Put us up 17 to 6 was great. Stetson had that incredible juke move to get in the end zone. Uh, The defender was on roller skates. I mean, it was incredible. Great run, really athletic run. And um, so you look at it, and the punt before half, there was a missed tackle by Keeley on the punt. It was a short punt, but when you're backed up close to your end zone, most of the time as a punter, you're basically told, like, get quick, it out. G- get it out. Quick kick this thing, get in the air, get it away from us. We'll cover it. And we take a lot of pride in special teams at the University of Georgia. It was not a good play. It was a busted play. But I think it's more of a learning moment for Coach Smart because he was trying to be aggressive before the end of the half. I think he knew we had been explosive and we'd been successful, even if it was a high percentage play like a screen pass or a, you know, like the play in the second half where Ladd took it 70 yards. There's a little motion, little, you know, um, confusion and kind of like it wasn't an exotic play. We've run that play before, but it's something that confuses the defense. Mm-hmm. And I think he really thought we could get one more chunk play to try to get a field goal because we had timeouts and all that. And the third down play, we threw a, a roll route or an out route to however you want to call it, to Don Blaylock, which it should have been a first down. He dropped it. Mm-hmm. Then we have to punt it away. If you run the ball there, you probably run the clock out yeah. and it's no damage done. But also, if Dom catches the ball, it's a first down. Maybe you get a chunk play over the middle, call a timeout, another one over the middle, timeout, field goal. So I think when you're at home, I think you should take that risk on the road. And it, it wasn't a particularly close game, but still, they scored. 17 And it was 12. a one-score game. They go for two. It's a three-point game. Yeah, exactly. So, which they didn't get it, which is great. But I think that's a learning moment for Coach Smart. Because he's been very, very good in the past, really two years, of a lot, a lot of his criticism before the last two years before the national championship was, he made mistakes in game coaching, mm-hmm. whether it was decision making, personnel, whatever. But I think it's just a growing moment for I, him. I I, I feel I like, and I think he'll learn from it. And I think you need those opportunities as a head coach, to learn from stuff. I, I agree with all that. Um, I'm disappointed in the way we managed that last drive. Me, yeah, I, I, I don't think it was very well managed We did not manage that either. last drive well. We managed that drive. I mean, that just, and, you know, and then we get a little sloppy, and then we give up a touchdown, and it's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that was infuriating. It and was. I, and, but that's, was. again, back to my point about the expectations of the program. For sure. Right? So, um, hell of a win. Yeah. Stet. 289, I don't know, 17 yeah, 20, for 27. I, I got you right here. 25 okay. of 37 for 289, three touchdowns, two picks. Which one? And a rushing one, he got one of them got jacked. The and other then one, the, he threw the other one the middle, was, and the guy ate it. The, the D lineman just made a great play. He ate it. Honestly, his those weren't terrible they weren't turnovers. Bad picks. They yeah. weren't bad picks. There were other throws there, yeah. that probably should have been picked that were pro- that were worse he's, than the than the turnover. He's got plays. a couple of those that you sprinkle in over these last few yeah. games. So now the I will say the good thing is 
those turnovers didn't fall. Now, you can make the argument when we play better competition, you know, he needs to tighten it up ball security-wise, and he does. It's okay. But I also think, like, we threw the ball a lot against Mississippi State. Stetson having 37 passing yeah. attempts and a 45-19 win. win, that's a lot. And that's yeah. normally not our formula of success. So we're really giving him – we're putting a lot of trust into Stetson, our receivers, our tight ends, and – I truly think, I truly think he's fine. Like the, the he's, the game is it's, not fast to him. I'm I don't just think. gonna say it's, it's slow. It's, it's definitely slow. Confidence, slow. It, yeah, yeah. confidence is there. There we go. Yeah, it's confidence is there. And a couple other notes that that you put in here, Big Jim, that I want to touch on real quick to move. Before you do it. that, if people are watching at home, I mean, if you're listening, you won't notice this. But if you're watching, <laughs> The, the human structure in the background is not LeBron James. It is, in fact, our special <laughs> yes. guest. It may, may look like LeBron, but it's That'll our special guest from this evening. You do have to watch uh, it. Eric Curry is in the background who just yes. spent uh, a lot of his evening with us tonight. And he's, he's in the background working on his <laughs> golf game, checking, yep. checking things out, checking the Alabama spread. Go ahead, um, Jimbo. So then to, to, pair, to just go with some stats, Lad McConkey, huge game. 70-yard rushing touchdown. That was a great play coming out of the half to give us, you know, some juice, some energy. And, great and, play uh, call. Great play call. He had five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. You see Darnell get in the end zone again, five for 60. Five Kendall. catches for Darnell. So let's think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. Right. We start utilizing him. It's going to be of all, very, you're, very you're tough. First you're going to have, Jimmy, you can. You don't have to worry about bending over. So it's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it's. You know, the people the, want to see you. We've yeah, got they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to see who is this Jimmy Evans. It's not T Bone. No. Um, you. The focus is going to be on Brock. He's going to get double coverage. Yep. Okay. Darnell, you can't leave the guy open. So he no. starts getting five catches. That's another thing. I mean, that's a whole other dynamic to the yep. offense. And we and it just it's such an advantage for us to be in twenty-one personnel all the time, which for those of you that. Do not know what 21 personnel means. It means two tight ends and one running back. And that is, at least I believe that's correct. It, it might be correct. 12. It's 21, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I thought. Um, but uh, other guys, Kendall Milton finds the end zone on a great run. He averaged eight yards of carry. He had yep. a great run. Great one run. was a little bit longer. But, I mean, you know, it's good to have him back and have a bigger yeah. back back there. Yeah. Can he carry the ball a bunch? Didn't yep. have a ton of yards, but... Still got to have him in the ball mm -hmm. game. Kiaris had a great day. Great game. Great game. L great long back shoulder catch. Um, and then uh, Smile and Malachi, eight tackles each. Those guys are studs. Uh, Malachi Starks is going to be up for freshman of the year. Yeah. Freshman All-American. Jalen Carter, seven tackles and a sack. Absolute One and a half tackles beast. for loss. Q QB hurry. Um, we did only have... One sack. It was from Jalen, but we had five tackles for loss. Yep. The defense did play well, and I do want to touch on. So they scored 19 points. One touchdown was a punt return. One touchdown was off of the pick on like the 20 yep. that the defensive lineman just made a great play the on. Short field. And then their other points. Uh, let's see. That's 14. Oh, they went for two once. Anyways, one of the other field goals they got. They had one big explosive play, mm -hmm. one big explosive play. That's it on a drive. It was like a four-play drive. They kicked a field goal. One big explosive, three and out in the red zone, field goal. So, really, we did not give up 
that many big plays yeah. to an offense that is known for getting big plays on a Mike Leach offense. Well, yeah, coming in, people are talking about Will Rogers. I mean, what a, yeah. what a stud the guy is. And I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but, I mean, no he shot. He, no. No he's, shot. No. No. So I think if we, <clears throat> like you said, if we clean up that end of the first half, whether you want to call it clock management or decision-making or just, I mean, executing a punt, really. All of that. Uh, all of it. Um, a it's little 49 sloppy with the football. We just... did have, you know, Dejan did have a fumble that was not called a fumble, that it probably should have been mm-hmm. called a fumble. Um, so really, I mean, it, it's like you said, overall solid win on the road against a team that can be dangerous. You heard the cowbells on the TV. You saw our players celebrating, shaking the cowbells when they score a touchdown. Um, whenever you can come out on top on the road in the SEC, it's a big deal. Yeah. You look back at our season, really the only game so far that we really were nervous about was Missouri. And that was on the road at night. So I had a little PTSD from that game going into this game. I was very nervous, but we... You know, we showed everyone we're the number one team in the country, and we played a little sloppy. And I agree, if we play a complete game, nobody touches yeah, us. And the scary so. thing is, we're not there yet. Yeah. But I do believe this team is getting better as the year is going on. Yeah. And so my, I mean, for players of the game, MVPs, Lad on offense, yeah. I, I think is a good one. And then Jalen Carter on defense. Yep. I think those are two solid, solid guys. Um, MVPs are brought to you by a new unofficial sponsor of the Two Average Gyms podcast, Roundtable Realty, our friends at Roundtable Realty, the local here North Florida real estate folks that lead the nation. I think they lead the nation, Jimbo, not just here in North Florida, in all of your real estate needs, whether you're trying yes. to sell a house or trying to buy a house, you got to talk to these folks at Roundtable Realty, the big-time dynamic duo of Kim Felix and... I believe John is actually doing some things there and helping out. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but we'll get maybe a little bit more details on that as we bring them into the show. But we definitely want to give them a big shout-out and a lot of love because we're going to have a real estate partner, and we want it to be them. So hopefully they're tuned in again, and we'll give them some love. And if you need anything in the real estate market here in town, whether you're buying or selling, check out Roundtable Realty and Kim Felix. She is an absolute gem and a star. She will sell your house or find you the house that you need to buy. Um, Jimbo, what's next? Next, we got injury report. Um, From the game, Javon Bullard got a little banged up. Looks like it's just a thigh contusion. Should be fine. A.D. Mitchell has gotten better. Still, I haven't heard anything that makes me believe he's going to play a lot of snaps this week. If he didn't take any reps last week, even if he does take reps this week, you're not going to rush a guy into taking reps at this point in the season. Yeah. So, I, really, that's about it from the injury front. We've, I, I mean, at this point of the year, and you'll hear it in every coach press conference at the college level or the NFL, everybody's banged up at this part of the year. It's the end of the season. You're in, you know, game 11, 12, 13. You know, you start to rattle off into the double digits. Everybody's dealing with aches and pains. And, you know, our coaches always say there's a difference between being hurt and injured. If you're injured, you do not play. If you're hurt, you have a chance to play. Yeah. And like I said, every single player on every team, nobody's feeling 100%. Nobody. 
and it's tough to do that with a physical game of football. So um, we just pray that we can limit the injuries on the team. Yeah, that's that's key. the key. Health is key. And we have uh, some great guests coming on to follow up uh, the Big E tonight. Next week we've got Beating the Bookie uh, coming yep. on just to touch on some guests real quick. And and one of the guys who's injured on our squad, preseason All-American Nolan Smith, is going to be coming on. Uh, we're super excited about that. Um, and he's unfortunately out for the season with his torn pec, but he's going to come on and give us some, you know, real-time in-season feel for what's happening. Uh, thanks to the guys at Classic City Collective, our friends over there that are managing the NIL for the University of Georgia for all of athletes at the University of Georgia, not just a football team. But uh, they're doing a great job, and we've talked about the 21 Club Jimbo at Classic City Collective before. Yep. And I, I would encourage you guys to check it out on their website. Uh, it's a way for you to be able to donate and give some dollars to the athletes at University of Georgia, football or anybody else, and it's $21 a month. Uh, you could certainly give $10 million if you want, or you could give $1,000 a month. You could pick it, but it's called the 21 Club Jimbo because – 21 bucks a month, if you think about it, what are we sacrificing, right? What are we really giving up? $21 a month. That's less than a dollar a day right. to be able to help support our university and put us in the best possible sustainable position when it comes to the NIL and helping the athletes, not only getting the actual contracts and getting the dollars, but helping them manage the dollars, the tax issues, how to invest the money, and also how to train to be able to be put in positions to where they can actually go earn the money through endorsement type of opportunities. So we're excited to have Nolan on. That's going to be coming up soon. Beating the Bookies on next week. Uh, for those of you who don't know who that is, he is one of the best sports handicappers in the world. Um, go check him out, beatingthebookie.com. You can follow him on all of social media. He is phenomenal at picking the games. And, Jimbo, here's what's unique about him. We're going to talk college football with him. He does it all. He does yep, all every sports. Sport. I mean, think about that. He's a brilliant guy. Uh, we're super pumped to have him on. He'll be on next week. Obviously, the big E today. So back to the program. Yeah. We've got to talk about uh, UK, right? Or where yep. are we going now? UK, that, we're just going to do quick dogs around the NFL. No, dog. Real okay. quick update. Uh, let, um, me, let me get another uh, Sweetwater 420 yeah. unofficial sponsor of the Two Averages podcast. So we're going to do... Uh, Dogs around the NFL real quick. George Pickens got in the end zone again with a rushing touchdown this week. Really cool jet sweep play. Dove up the middle, one-yard rushing touchdown. Great to see him get back in the end you zone. Love, GP. you got to love uh, George Pickens. Love uh, it. Our family, obviously huge fans. you got to love that they're starting to feature him all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Chase Claypool trade really opened the door for George. Big deal. To you know, come he's, into his he's zone. He's the guy. Come into his zone. He's the guy. Yeah. Sorry. Eight day, eight weeks in, you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't take long. Nope. Um, next guy, Nick Chubb, 63 yards and a touchdown. He's just still Mr. Consistent, all reliable. Nick Chubb will always get it done consistently. I don't remember the last week where he did not have a touchdown. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's only had one. What? I think he only had oh, one. Oh, only one. Yeah. Only one week without, without one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah probably. Um, Lorenzo Carter, five tackles and a tackle for loss for the Atlanta Falcons. He is having a great season. Not not a resurgent saving his career season, but he's having a really good year. And um, Quay Walker, eight tackles and a tackle for loss and a big home win against the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers 
played great. Got a little spat with Matt LaFleur. That was interesting. But Quay Walker continues to be a force for that defense in Green Bay. Stud. And now we will go into Kentucky. Yep. NFL dogs around the league are brought to you by Movement Mortgage. Those are dogs leaving Athens just as Jimbo leaves the studio for one other run out to the office. Uh, NFL dogs around the league is brought to you by Movement Mortgage and the Big Cat. The Big Cat just got hired by the Colts to be the coach. Uh, his doppelganger, obviously, is Jeff Saturday. And uh, Carlos is the real estate mortgage guy paired up with Roundtable Realty, the real estate folks that help you buy and sell homes. Carlos is the one that is getting them financed. So whatever you need, uh, as far as your mortgage needs, please go see Carlos Wilcox at Movement Mortgage. The Big Cat is the man. He's a damn good dog, a DGD Great friend of the program, and um, we're always happy to have him as a sponsor of the dogs. So next up on here, we don't have our stuff printed out tonight because we were traveling today. I was flying back um, from Washington, D.C., visiting my great bud, one of the greatest humans of all time, Uncle Will. Uncle Will, this is for you, buddy. Uh, I miss you. It was great to see you, and uh, we're all thinking about you every second of every day. I promise you that, and I'll be back soon. Um let me just take a peek here. All right, so UK. So this is kind of weird because I expected UK to be probably eight and two right now. They're six and four, coming off a shit loss to Vanderbilt. Um, happy for Vanderbilt. Happy for Coach Lee. Um, he's going to probably get Vanderbilt to a spot where they're going to have these upsets, maybe once, once, maybe twice a year. But when you look at UK, six and four, um, some power rankings still have them as high as thirtieth. So, it, you know, I think they probably get a little SEC love there. At six and four, they've lost to Tennessee and Ole Miss. They should have beat Ole Miss, uh, but let's just chalk those as losses. They they did not play well against Tennessee. They played decent. Yeah, that was terrible. They played decent <laughs> in the first quarter and half the second quarter, and then there's a couple plays in there. There's two calls in that game. That were pivotal calls. They still ended up getting blown out. But then they lose to Vanderbilt and South Carolina at home. So those are the two. Levis was out for SC. So, but still, they should have they should have more talent to beat that team so either way. I'm saying I, I what I was saying while you took off there is I had them at eight and two at this point in the season. Okay, so you they don't lose to Vanderbilt seven and three, and then say Levis is out for South Carolina and somehow South Carolina pulls it off and they do. They still should have beat Ole Miss. They should be eight and two. They're better than six and four. They're better than their record. Yeah, I think they're they're better than their record for sure. But I also think I also think when you lose a game like that at home to Vanderbilt, and I heard you mention this earlier on the show, Big Jim, where you didn't want them to, you know, focus up and sharpen up for a game like us. I view it being on the inside for a couple of years when you have a loss like that. I view it basically as it's actually worse because. But you never had that. Yeah, we did. When we the going into the Sugar Bowl versus Texas, I mean not for the regular season. Yeah. But I I mean I know that was the loss to Alabama, but I just I still think losing a game like that, players are going to check out they have even less to play for now like it what like 
the only that's reason good, that's good. That's a good I, point. I just I, I think that's like losing to a team that you should clearly beat. They were seventeen and a half point favorites. I mean, I they just completely glossed over that game, and I get like even like Will Levis. Some people had as the number one overall pick yeah. next year, or a guaranteed lock top five pick. He did not play well against Vandy, and the team didn't play well. But I would view that loss, especially at home. I mean, losing to Vanderbilt, no offense to the Vanderbilt fans that listen to the show, losing to Vanderbilt is awful. I mean, Coach Smart lost to Vanderbilt his first year. Like, it's it's never good. They're just, they're not a team in the SEC that you ever pencil in a loss for. And so I think the only thing that would help them get up for this game is that we're number one. And when you are the number one team, everybody treats it as their Super Bowl, their chance to knock off whoever's on the top of the mountain at that time. And we have had some pretty competitive close games with Kentucky in the past couple of years. And our players have said, this is a really physical team, much more physical than you would think in maybe the last 10 or 15 years that Kentucky has been. Yeah, I have – Two things that make me worry a little. One is Rodriguez. The guy's a stud. He's really good. He's I'm playing, shocked he's still there. Guy's it's playing like on he's Sunday. been there as long as Stetson's been at Georgia. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been there for forever. <clears throat> but I, him, he's legit. Their offensive line plays well. Their defense is physical, as you said. Um, I, if we stop Rodriguez, I mean. Which we're, that's our, that's our bread and butter, stopping the run. I mean, that's. So I, I feel. I feel good about it. We're what? What's the spread? 22? 22, 22 and a half. And a half. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not as worried. the The main thing that worries me actually is the cold, and the and the temperature and everything, because that's something we can't control as a team. We don't play in the cold a lot. When you get a team like Kentucky, plays some of those cold games at the end of the mm-hmm. year. They embrace that. I'm not saying we're going to lose because of the cold, but. I think it can make the game a little bit clo- a little bit closer. The other thing about the loss to Vandy that I will say is I don't know how many of their fans will show up because of that loss. Because mm-hmm. that loss angers a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of fans. Oh, well, mail it in now. And I already know a couple people that are going to the game. One of my good buddies, Zach Hendricks, he's going to the game. And I, Dog Nation always travels well. For the last SEC game of the year, I think we'll travel well. And I think that loss to Vandy will cause some Kentucky fans to sell their tickets and maybe go watch the basketball game. I think what you're trying so, to set, tell me is we need to bet on Georgia. Yes, yeah. we do. Okay. But, yeah, I think, I mean, to, uh, to get into two key players to watch for Kentucky, Will Levis, obviously. Mm-hmm. He can be dangerous. And then Chris Rodriguez. And then another thing that I want to point out about what we'll do as a team, like you said, is to stop the run. If we win both lines of scrimmage, I don't think there's any chance we lose this game unless we turn it over 18 times, which will not happen. I expect us in the cold weather to run the ball a lot because throwing the ball in the cold weather is a lot tougher. It's a lot tougher on a quarterback in terms of gripping the football. It's a lot tougher on receivers in terms of catching the football. And so I do expect us to run the ball a lot and go to more high-percentage plays like screen the screen game 
or maybe the outside run, outside zone play where we do the pitch play, you know, to our running back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or just, you know, simple mesh concepts where there's some crossing patterns over the middle, really just getting our guys in space. I don't, I don't think we'll see a ton of – I think you can see a, a play-action deep shot or two, but I think we'll keep it simple, run the ball, high percentage plays, get our guys in space. And um, I really do see this game going well for the Dogs. I do think we go undefeated in the SEC for the second year in a row. And, you know, I'm excited. 3.30 CBS, last SEC game, a couple years back when I was working for the team. This game, when Kentucky had a really good year, this was the game that decided the SC East. I think it was 2019. Yeah, because Justin Fields was still on the team, 2019. And it was the biggest game in Kentucky football history. Legitimate, like it was their Super Bowl, and we still had a lot of dog fans there. So coming off a loss to Vandy, last game of the year, disappointing season when you're supposed to have a Heisman contender, maybe number one overall pick on your yeah, team. Yeah. I think the dogs are going to play very well. Well, let's go with a score prediction then. Yeah, I I would say I'm going to go 38 to 6. Okay. Big E, you got a score prediction for us, Georgia-Kentucky? Thirty-seven, fourteen. You're, you're saying Georgia's going to win? <laughs> I'm just That's making yes. sure we got. We're, this is all on video. I'm just making sure. Okay, Biggie's got yes. thirty-seven, fourteen. I said thirty-four to ten. I'm going thirty-four to ten. I think the game is going under because of the weather. Uh, I hope it's fifty-five zero, but that would be awesome. I'm going thirty-four ten. I think the dogs will be on top. I yep. think. Um, I think we're going to do things the right way. Last week, last two weeks of of the picks that are going on on this show, for those of you that are watching, two weeks ago, two average gyms, I was 5-0. and oh. Last week, Jimbo, 4-0-1 oh, with a push. So you're talking 9-0-1 oh, in two weeks. Uh, Boom. Pretty good stuff. Making money. Yeah. Gravy everywhere, pouring the rebounding gravy, from rebounding from a couple. Cup. We start off hot, then we went cold. Now we got some fire. No wonder we got a little advice from our great buddy Mike Perenio running the sports book out at the Mandalay Bay Resort Casino yes. Sports Book. Yes, we take his advice daily now. Well, not daily. If it's daily, you may want to do one eight hundred gambler. But yep. on the weekends, you know, we're having a little fun. Um, Let's do our picks, Jimbo. We got yeah, uh, so Georgia. We're going to go with the dogs. Go with the dogs. Obviously, easy pick. Mortal lock. Five unit whale. Mega bet. Yep. Auto bet. Yep. Florida. Um, Florida versus Vandy. We're Vandy taking Vandy all the way. Is plus fourteen. Mm-hmm. Always take Vandy. 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 Yes. Okay. Jimmy Evans is shaking his head. He <laughs> said, "You guys have had too many beers, unofficial beers of the um, Two Average Gems podcast." And then next game. Tennessee at South Carolina. Tennessee is favored by 21 and a half. This is a tough one for me because South Carolina looked horrible against Florida. 
I mean, I'm, I'm going South Carolina. I know. I feel like I'm 21 going and with a Mike Perenio right now at home. We got to go with that stretch. 21 and a half. That's at what home. I'm doing. We got to do. It. And Tennessee's unveiling these new uniforms. I think those guys are going to be more concerned about the way they look in the uniforms than the opponent, and they will overlook them. I think SC covers the 21 and a half. Next, we go Utah at Oregon. Oregon's favored by three. Is that at Oregon? It is at Oregon. It's at Oregon. Oregon's favored by three. Will Dan Lanning bounce back? I bet on Dan Lanning all year. I'm doing it again. I like Dan Lanning in this game, too. Bounce back win. I love it, sir. Cheers. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Um, last game, Michigan versus Illinois. Michigan's favored by 18? Yeah. Okay. Michigan at Illinois? Now I know how I feel. Well, you wrote <laughs> Illinois minus 18. Because I, I, I figured you would know. <laughs> Illinois could not possibly fa- no, favor. No, there's no chance. They're both ranked. Yeah, they are. Right? I mean, we know Michigan is, but Illinois is actually ranked. That's yeah. Had, Illinois had a couple of lame Brett duck. Brett Bielema's lame got him in a good spot. But he's had a, cu- he's a couple of lame duck losses here coming down the yeah. stretch. Um, with that, is, it's at Illinois, you said? Michigan hasn't. No, I think it's at the big house. I don't know. Where's that game, Jimmy? Do you know? Michigan, Illinois? I'll let you know real quick. I think it's at Michigan. It is at Michigan. Yeah. I'm going Illinois. Mike Perenio, strategy. I mean, 18 points is a lot. Also, Michigan has really not played anybody that good. I'm going year. I'm going with you and Mike Perenio yeah. and Josephus Booker. I'm going with Mr. Booker on this yeah, one. The fighting to. Illini, one of the members of the fighting Illini. Looks like he played football. He was a swimmer or a golfer or something, which doesn't make any sense. But Crazy. I'm going with the fighting Illini yes. as well, taking the points, Jimbo. It's going to be another unbelievable weekend of college football. As we always say on the show, college football never disappoints. Um, never. I'm super excited for the 3:30 kick. There's some 12 o'clock stuff. There's some. There's some lame duck games. Uh, a lot of SEC. It's kind guys of a that, tough weekend before rivalry yeah, weekend. Yeah. And it's it stinks because I really do wish the Georgia Georgia Tech game. I'm not looking ahead, folks. I'm not looking ahead. But I do wish Georgia Tech was a bigger game for us. The game time came out at noon. We're going to be the first defending national champion in the last 20 years, I think, to not have a home night game, which stinks for the fans. so lame. That's our third noon kick. Yeah. And the Georgia Tech game, like if we had already had a night game, I would say, yes, let's have this game at noon because beat the brakes off of Georgia Tech. They're, They're awful. And it sucks that that game is not more competitive than it is. It used to be super competitive. They I mean, beat us. It's clean, old-fashioned hate. They beat us Kirby's first year, yeah. and that's what made Nick and Sony come back. So thank you, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, but I really I wish it was more competitive. I wish it was a, a bigger game. Um, but at the same time, you look at the ascension of, of the University of Georgia, and it's just that's – what has happened Georgia Tech it's tougher to recruit there and um I wish it was a bigger game but the good thing about it being at noon is you get that game out of the way at noon and immediately start recovery start resting up and start game planning for the SEC championship which that matchup was set after this weekend with the LSU win and the Ole Miss loss 
we will be playing the LSU Tigers, the Bayou Bengals in the SEC Championship, and we will try to revenge the forty-five ten game, the loss to Joe Burrow, and one of the best college teams of all time in Mercedes-Benz. And a quick stat: Georgia LSU is the second most common SEC matchup um, since the SEC Championship game was created. Oh wow. I would I didn't know that. Yep. Do you know who's first? Florida, Alabama. Yes, that's correct. So we are second and we're going to avenge that 2019 loss. Oh, we're taking it to in the bends. The early line Coach has come Keller. out for that game. Did you see it? I did not see it. We are favored. By 16 and a half. Oh, my God. Big E, did you hear that? Over the LSU Tigers. 16 and a half over LSU for the SEC Championship. What do you think? Think we got that? 16 and a half is a lot. That's a big number. In a conference championship game. Holy moly. As Vern Lundquist would say, LSU. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Wow. That is a big spread. 16 out. That's going to come it's, down. It's going to move. I yeah. actually think it's going to go the other way. I think this would be a great time to call Mike and say, do we middle this? It might be. Throw something in because it's going to go somewhere and see what happens. I think it's, it's going to go up, but I don't know. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Jimmy Evans, episode 16, buddy. Hard to imagine that, that we could be here, Jimbo. Yeah. Looking forward to a great weekend. We're both back together again for the ball game. It's going to be great. Then we head to Athens the following week for yes. Thanksgiving. Uh, yes. Thank you to everybody out there that tunes in and watches and tunes in and listens. And thank you to our sponsors, our unofficial sponsors, most importantly, Jimmy Evans and Travis Fulton here at TF1. Yes. James Russell, my friend. Number one in the land. Let's keep it rocking. Let's keep it rocking. The dogs will be on top Saturday, 7 p.m. We'll be celebrating a victory. Yes, we will. Go, dogs. See you guys next time. Follow at Two Average Gyms. Go, dogs. Go, dogs. Go dogs.